And welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. It's good to be back around episode four now. Dude, we in this. It's crazy. We've already filmed four episodes. Dude, no, it's been unreal. And it's, I feel like we're on the fourth one. So it's like, we're actually doing this. Like, mm-hmm. this is actually a thing. It's not something, oh, like they got excited and they did a podcast, but it's probably going to go away. It's like, no, we're doing this. How many do you think we have to get through in order to feel like, okay, like this is. This Dude, is I don't know. I, w- I was listening to Zane and Heath's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just called Unfiltered. Yeah. Back to the vlog squad, of course, guys. Um, and they were talking about like Heath. They were doing like, I don't know. They were they hadn't even done 10 yet. And they're like, oh, season two. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's us, Loki. Yeah, how many how many episodes should we put in within a the season? season? Yeah. Do we have seasons? Yeah, I put. Um, we're on season one. This is season one, episode four. Oh, yo, like, dude. I have to put it in when I upload. Really? So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's in a season. I, I'm just letting, I feel like you feel the same way. I'm just happy to let the spirit lead. Like, Definitely. I know that might sound cliche because I know I say it a lot. I listen. We listen to our own podcasts. <laughs> no, but I, I, I just I'm, I genuinely am happy to let the spirit lead. Um, but Kev, how was your week? What's what's a highlight from this past week? Mm, this past week, I think. Well, we just had our um, St. Francis of Assisi, our, our parish. We had our feast day this past weekend. So it was really cool to see the community come together Um our, our parish priests and our parish staff, they, they worked really hard to put on this festival. And so nice. it was it was really cool. It was really well attended. And I think um, the kids loved it and the parents loved it. We had a big turnout. Um, we had some food trucks. We had entertainment. Um, and you had the, the voice singer, right? Yeah. His How name was is, that? Yeah, his name's Austin Ellis. He's from Maryland. He was on season six or seven, I think, of The Voice. And he was on Team Adam. Um, and so he was here. I think he was doing a few concerts in the area. And so um, our priest, Father Michael, he reached out to him and he got him on and he was actually really cool he was really talented really talented nice. individual he was even he was very down to earth yeah re- really loved really yeah that's, that's sick what i really liked about him is that he he didn't just perform a set like um just what he thought everyone would want to hear but he opened it up like he said does anyone have any requests and so he everyone just walked up the stage little girls like older people they just walked up so we got like from old town road all oh. the way to like um beatles you know so it was a good range of did what he do he, dancing queen he did not do dancing <laughs> he also did not do old town road he it was in, in his um in his repertoire, repertoire. But, <laughs> but it was it was a great event nonetheless yeah how about you what's what's new this week so i was a little hesitant to share this just because I didn't want it to come across as like a negative highlight each week. Okay. Um, but I, I realized in doing this podcast and so a little background, Kevin and I are also working on a retreat together. It's us, our parishes, as well as um, four of the parishes. Mm-hmm. And I think when you are gearing up for something where God is going to do great things, when God is going to show up in a really big way, um, I think the spiritual warfare becomes very very more prevalent prevalent Definitely. more intense more real yeah. and i i felt that this past week um sunday or saturday night i was um in bakersfield seeing family i was going to come up for my godson's baptism which was on sunday mm-hmm. and that was also going to be the release of our third episode yeah and i was kind of yeah, yeah yeah and so there was potential for god to do really big things through through the through a baptism dude the mm. baptism of, of a newborn um of my godson and i woke up this is the first time this has ever happened i woke up in the middle of the night with a panic attack 
Oh. And this was in Bakersfield. Yeah. And like I woke up and I felt physically ill and like my mom woke up and she she was able to to help talk me down and and kind of like she had to like kind of coach me how to breathe. It was so bad. Wow. And this has never happened before. And what came to mind, I was like I it was this this doubt and this fear in my mind like I don't know if I can make it to the baptism. I don't know if I can be there. And I I just felt like all this doubt and fear kind of creep in and I, and I couldn't help but think like this feels like the evil one trying to prevent me from being present for something wonderful that God is doing, yeah. whether it be the baptism, whether it be the the podcast coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's difficult. And I think that's something that I am very much aware of is that as we continue this podcast, it, there is a very strong possibility that we might be facing more spiritual warfare. I agree. And, um, I was inspired by our friend Shay, and mm-hmm. she she might be a future guest just to give you guys a little heads up. But during she gave a talk on the Blessed Mother um, last week. Yeah, last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And she gave this talk, and during the middle of her talk, she like stopped and she prayed because she realized that the evil one was trying to bring her down. That the evil one was trying to convince her to give up. So in the middle of her talk, she's like, "Actually, guys, do you think we can pray again?" After that, you could just tell a fire was lit in her heart. And I think that's what we got to do. We got to battle spiritual warfare um, with prayer. It should be an affirmation that you're you're doing good work, that the things that you're doing is are helping build up the kingdom. Because why would you be, you know, attacked or intensified in that way if if somebody wasn't angry, if if Satan wasn't, you know, upset that you're you're bringing people, maybe through this podcast, maybe it's through the retreat, um, but you're doing a lot of good work. I'm and trying so. my best. I'm trying my best. And I'm very human and I'm very aware of my mm. humanity. Um, but yeah, we're just doing our best. And I would just encourage you guys, if anything, if you hear anything from that story, I just encourage you guys to respond to battle with prayer. Definitely. The rosary is a weapon. Prayer and is like, so powerful. Use it. Yeah. Like, use it for real. Um, but with that, um, I'm going to open us in prayer. All right. I invite you to pray um, at home with us. Uh, in the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this room. We invite you into our presence. We ask that you light a fire in our speaker's heart, that you light a fire in our guest's heart um, this afternoon, that they may speak words of wisdom, that maybe they may speak words of truth, that they may speak into the hearts of our listeners, that anything that they're going through, they know that they have comfort and peace in God's light. May we only share your light through this podcast, Lord. May we only share your words. May we step out of the way so that you may do wonderful things through these words, through this podcast. May you be with our listeners, whatever they are struggling with. May you bring them peace. This world is dark sometimes, and it's hard to find the light. May you be the light that we need. May we be able to feel that light, see that light, and use that light to bring light to others, Lord. We love you, and we thank you for blessing us with this time together. And we just pray we only, only bring light through this podcast, Lord. And if we may ever stray away from that, that we have the courage to stop. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Anna. Thanks, dude. Ready for the intro music? Intro. <laughs> So
so we're on episode four now. Yeah, dude, let's so, go. I'm so excited for our guest today. Um, I met this individual. I met him at, um, I think, MSDYR. Um, and so he was, a, so he was serving as a director on that team. But it's funny because I knew all of his siblings and his family before meeting him. Um, yeah, that, that's actually when I, it's funny because I, during DYR, Diocesan Youth Retreat, we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. um, I met his sister. She was a director. She was one of our MCs. And I kind of got to know her. And she was kind of like my little sister. It was the, the coolest thing. Mariana. Right? Mariana, yes. yes. And so I didn't, and then I heard that. I was like, oh, there's this new youth minister at St. Cat's. I was like, I don't know like who this dude is. I was like, oh, that's that's your brother. What? Like, I've never met him. And then we met at uh, MSDYR and like, he was such a homie. He's such yeah. a, sh- sh- should we keep them on edge or should we tell them who Let's it is? Let's say who it is. So our guest this week is Diego Estrada. I think you guys gave it away when you mentioned. When you guy. mentioned Mariana. I mean, yeah, probably. Most people were like, oh, it's Diego. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we did too. <laughs> yeah, so. She's here, by the way. Yeah, Mariana. She's in, in the room. room. Um, she, she, she came by. Want to say what's up? <laughs> Shout out to Mariana. Um, do you want to intro yourself? What's your position yeah, in ministry? So, what do you do now? Um, for the peeps that don't know me, my name is uh, Diego Alexander Estrada. Ooh, that's the Alex, full name, dude. That's a powerful name. It kind of rolls. Mean, I know I said that. You know last what? Week, but like <laughs> Diego Alexander. Alexander. I like. Stop. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty happy that my parents chose my middle name as like like an English name. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did they get um, Alexander from? Um, they named me after um, my my uncle. Oh, okay, um, Alex, um, the youngest on my dad's side. Um, uh, I don't know if that's why, like me and him, ended up having a really close relationship. But I'm pretty sure I was named after him. It wasn't really. I haven't confirmed that yet. Mm. Yeah. So tell wavelength. me. So tell me what what is your what is your position? What is what do you do? Um. So I I'm actually newly since July. Um. Uh, I am the youth minister at St. Catherine's Parish. Oh, congratulations. St. Catherine's of Alexandria, yeah. Nice. So you work with middle school, high school? Yeah, so um, director of youth and young adult ministry. Well, I mean, aside from it being like, so far, the absolute best job, hardest job I've ever had in my life. Really? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like, it's, 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 um, I've, I've had my struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a new position, definitely something different than what I'm used to. Um, I'm, uh, and, and if anybody knows like the history of my family, who especially who my mom is and everything, uh, I'm very used to being like that, um, uh, unspoken number two, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what does that mean? So what when it mean? comes to youth ministry, as far as like with the directorship and everything, um, uh, if, if anyone knows who my mom is, uh, uh, Annabella Estrada, um, she's Shout out to Annabella. Shout out to my mother, my lovely madrecita. I love you very much. Um, That's so cute. I, I'm a mama's boy, dude. Firstborn, you know, like Jesus, you know? You have to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be Christ. Like Jesus. I'm trying very hard to, to be Christ-like, right? So my mom uh, being being very involved in youth ministry for well over half of my life now. She got into youth ministry because because of me. She had seen or felt like something was wrong with the trajectory that my life was going and actually on my grandmother's deathbed she was on her way to to a true home she 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 told my mother you know take care of diego watch watch out for him and uh she had um 
gotten into ministry and uh at first um it was kind of like she had gone in for a meeting and she wanted to find out what's going on with youth ministry and she walked out with uh, a ten ten dollar an hour part-time job with zero budget to start youth ministry at saint john vianney start hispanic youth ministry at at saint john vianney yeah and she had told me and she's you know mentioned this in talks that you know through her own prayer she had said that um you know just god if if you can um, just help me with my son. I give my life to you, like whatever, you know? And so then that's when she's, you know, um, uh, had opened herself up to receive the call to ministry. And she, she started in youth ministry. Obviously I had to participate at that time, right? It was, she, she had started it because she had felt um, a reason, not just for me, but for the community as well. There had been need for the Hispanic community, um, in regards to youth ministry at St. John's, um, at that point. And, um, that, yeah, that's how she got started. And so started with like youth groups and stuff like that. And then later, um, it built into, um, her, uh, piloting the first, um, Hispanic program or first program for preparation for confirmation in, in Spanish for the Hispanic community. Wow. That's awesome, dude. I had no idea any of that. Yeah. That she was involved in that. That's amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. So um, this is your first year um, at St. Catharines. Um, yeah, this year, yeah. What, what were you doing prior, and what made you apply for that, that role? So prior, actually, um, I was working as a uh, um, as a recruiter at a staffing agency. Okay. What, um, what does that look like? What is what is the day-to-day? Um, so basically what we did is that we had contracts with um, with companies that were looking for employees that wanted to, um, for, for various reasons, reach out to a recruiting company or a, or a job agency mm-hmm. um, for, for staffing. I don't know, like at some point, like I just, I didn't vibe with it. I mean, the way that I had gotten into the job was, was a really, uh, somebody had reached out and gave me, gave me an opportunity because I was in need of a job. Um, and I needed I, I needed to to make money, and I, I had gotten a shot, and I really hadn't worked anything in like a clerical position before. So. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I was doing before. I was I was a staffing agent. I was recruiting people for jobs. And then how did you hear about St. Catharines? Actually, through my mother. Oh. We have a uh, we have a family group chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so family group chats. You can't deny. You guys have a family group chat too. Come we on, do. everybody. Do. Everybody has a family group chat. I do. My brothers never text back. <laughs> but that doesn't mean the group chat doesn't exist. No, that's true. It that's just true. means your brothers suck at responding. <laughs> no, my brothers just, it's okay. It's me and my sister. Me and my sister text all the time. Okay. My brothers, you know, they got, they got their own thing going on. It's it happens. Okay. It happens. <laughs> you you can bring that up at the next family meeting. The, le- the next gathering. Um, but uh, yeah, through a group chat and everything, she was like, yeah, just as like funny story. Um, so... Uh, the the pastor at St. Catherine's, uh, he had texted me and was just, uh, or we were in conversation at some point or something like that. Uh, he had, you know, asked uh, or, or mentioned that, you know, he was in need of a new youth minister because yeah. um, the current youth minister was um, uh, was resigning and, and he was on his way out or had already left. He asked her about her kids and she was like, oh, they're too young. But she was referring to Mariana and my our youngest sister, uh, Maida. Wait, you... Oh. completely forgot about me that I was a full grown adult <laughs> that has plenty of experience in youth ministry. And she was just like, yeah, he's, you know, all my kids are too young and everything. And, you know, they just dismissed the conversation and she just brought it up in our group chat as like a funny thing that happened. And at that time, like I was really like struggling with my job because I just felt like it was, I don't know. I, I, I didn't, um, uh, at the time, 
you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So, like, at the time, I didn't feel like, um, or I didn't really realize what, what that job was doing. But, like, just, like, the day-to-day and, the, and, and some of the struggles that I was going through, I felt like it was, like, sucking the life out of me. Mm. And I wasn't happy. And, you know, going to work felt like a chore. And, and it was just, like... And, you know, like those memes that say, like, when you wake up and, like, you you, you think about whether or not you really need this job. When it's reality, you it's had not that, funny. You had that moment. I did. I did. Like, every day. Wow. For a long time. Yeah. But it was, like, really, like, I was struggling and I was hurting. And there were times where I was texting my mom, like, you know, is there anything that you've heard about that, like, I just, I can't be here anymore. Oh, my gosh. And when I had heard about when when she mentioned that co- funny conversation to her, I was like, "Hello!" in all caps, really like extra H's, extra E's, extra double L's, and extra O's, and plenty of exclamation marks. Like I was like, "Hello!" Did you forget about your twenty uh, six year old son? Yeah. Oh my god. That you started ministry for. <laughs> Hello, mom. I'm right here. And exactly. then was she like, oh. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't, you know, because um, at the same time, like I was at one of those points in my life where, you know, as all of us, we go through, uh, we, we, uh, we, we climb our mountains and we feel good. And we also, you know, descend to our valleys where we feel the worst. Yeah. Um, me also having an issue with um, the ability to ask for help. Um, even though my mom has been like one of those people that like I, I, I regularly ask for help for in, in some form or another, mostly with like guidance and like, you know, spirituality and whatnot. And, and, and so when I had heard about it, I applied and application process was actually kind of long. It took it took some discernment on on our pastor's part. Yeah. Like I was waiting for like a good like almost two months. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's a long waiting process for. Yeah. When when I had applied and when I had when I had heard about it in that in that text message, I was just like, "Are you serious? This is this is not just my lifeline." Um, at that point, that's what I had thought, right? Like this is my this is my lifeline. This is how I can feel human again within within myself. But now it's turning into like I'm I'm I feel like I'm preparing something for for other people and for other uh, for other youth for other young adults that. Um, need that lifeline as well now i'm just absolutely grateful that i was even able to to go through that whole process and be given the opportunity and i appreciate hearing how you kind of came into applying for the position um but i do want to take it back just a little bit yeah um how how did you come to first know christ how did what was do you have an encounter story was that first kind of i haven't um i do have one particular um moment where I feel like I've had a true conversion of heart. Yes, please share. And have become utterly and completely in love with Christ. Oh, yeah. Um, leading up to that, though, is this whole other mess of just up and down. Then, mm. um, do, you want, do you want to share that mess? Do you want to share yeah. the, re- um, the reality of that, the, the ups and downs, the messiness? It's, it's messy. I, I think our listeners appreciate I know, I know Kevin and I would appreciate if you just shared your raw and authentic story with us. Um, yeah, so do, it all dude. depends on how far it goes back because it's just kind of been like up and down, like even since the hills and valleys. Yeah. Like really like it's been an absolute like roller coaster. Um, I know my mother being who she is and especially in the position that she's at now, I know that carries um, some weight. 
I don't know. It's it's hard to explain from the from the perspective that we are in. No, of course, being this, I bet being the son of of the executive assistant of the bishop of San Jose, it's well, my mother being who she is, um, she started her uh, career with with the Catholic Church, uh, her working career as uh, working in youth ministry and working with um, just min- it's always been like ministry driven. Um, at one point, she was the uh, assistant director to or assistant to the director uh, of the Institute for Leadership and Ministry (ILM), mm. um, a program that I'm currently enrolled in. Uh, yeah. So is so is Kevin, right? Yes, you're, you're yes, currently. I, I just started my first year, and Kevin is on. You're on your third, right? I you're, am. Gonna, you're gonna graduate this this year. God willing. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a commitment, guys. You know, it anybody is. that works in ministry, all of the commitments that we put into serving you guys and being able to bring you that glorious good news, the 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 charisma, right? The, the 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 love of God. Like the we charisma, yeah. Yeah, bro. bro. Like we like we we really like we, we take it seriously and, and we and, and we go through all of these extra things because we want to fill your guys' soul. Like we're really so one one of the jokes that, that I say about like when I tell my story about like the last job that I did, right? I used to be a recruiter for jobs, but now I'm a recruiter of souls for the kingdom. Amen. Oh, oh let's right? go. Do you guys like that? Recruiter that came of in prayer, bro. For the I was kingdom. praying. And, yeah, recruiter of souls. That's what we're doing. We're recruiting souls for the kingdom. Everybody that works in youth ministry, especially or any ministry that's really active at their parishes, we're recruiting souls for the kingdom. We're creating disciples and we're converting hearts. Amen. Right. Let's let's talk about your story. Let's talk about so your conversion um, story. Let's let's get into the mess. Yeah. Yes, I was I was mentioning my mom and everything like who she is like she's always been like really uh, her career with the church and 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 sometimes when I think back on it like you know I feel I feel guilty because of you know what she put into it and what her purpose was and then comparing that with the story and and like all of the the roller coaster of the life that I've led so far um that's led up to today is really like you know like sometimes I feel guilty about it because she put in she put a lot of work and it was like. You know, even though she she affected so many lives, um, I know that she was doing it with with me in the back of her mind and and, and me in her heart because she wanted to, um, in a sense, save me. Wow. And in high school, like I've I've struggled, or even even before high school, um, in middle school, like I've always struggled with acceptance and wanting to be accepted, and just wanting to have connection to other people. I didn't want to feel lonely. Um, and so when I got to high school and there was like, you know, I, I was introduced to a whole new other group of people that I had never known existed before middle school and all of the things that I had heard from, um, all the dare videos. And there was, there was one point where, um, I was, uh, so, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be real raw with you guys. I was so high. Um, I couldn't take it and I was at home. And I had to go into my mother's bedroom and tell her, and I was losing my mind. And I wasn't sure if I needed to go to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Well, how did she react to that? With a lot of questions. Of course. Um, what? What are you talking about? What do you mean? Was she upset? Did she, yeah, did she um, have any idea that you were partaking she was, in any of this? I can tell immediately that she was hurt, that, mm. she, that I had absolutely um, stabbed her in the heart mm. um, oh my through my actions. Um, because she had completely given herself, um, her time, talents and treasures made herself a gift to, to the church and to the community. Um, and in her prayer, uh, what she had asked for, um, 
in return from from our Lord was was to help me, and she saw and what what I had showed her was that I was anything but um, salvation. That at that point I started getting more involved, like in in ministry and everything, and confirmation. Um, more ret- I was going to more retreats. Okay, so what I mean, let's let's stop for a second. Yeah. What changed your heart? I mean, was it seeing your mom see you in that light and wanting to change? At that, that point, I still wasn't changed. So you were. Di- I was doing it because I was in trouble, um, and I had felt bad that I had made my mom feel that way. So you got plugged into the church because of you felt guilty, you felt shame out of guilt mostly, um, okay. and I, and I was into it because um, I'm especially when I when I was um, a teen, a very impressionable person, and so I was very easily influenced by my immediate surroundings. Yeah, um, and so whatever whatever um, event that I was at. I would try to fit that group that was present mm. at that thing every single time. So to fit in, to time. go back to the acceptance that you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. So that I can mm. feel accepted in that moment. And then I was just living moment to moment to moment to moment. And so every moment that I encountered, I tried to fit into it. Oh, my God. That that sounds like it'd be exhausting to um, try to just mold yourself in a way Yeah, in every, in every scenario. Or were you just used to it? I was used to it. Um mm. Uh, at, you know, to a certain extent, you know, I still kind of struggle with it. Um, but I'm more conscious about it. So it's easier for me to be able to intentionally, um, pray for help, ask for intercession through, through other people, um, through the saints, through, through our blessed mother, um, and especially through Christ, um, to help me deal with that. Cause even, um, and sometimes I notice that when I'm in, uh, the uh, different friend groups or different family friends and things like that, different environments that I'm in, even today, like sometimes I still sort of like, I tweak myself a little bit. What do you mean? Um, just in like maybe the way that I speak. Okay. Um, some of the jokes that I'll say, or like just sort of the way that I just kind of, um, some of the relationships that I have now I'm kind of more in like this mode of just allowing Christ to identify me. And living out that identity, regardless of environments that I'm in, regardless of who I'm around, regardless of what I'm, what my activities of that day consist of. So, where, I mean, where did where did all this change come from? You living this, this double life. I was, I did for a time. So in high school, it was kind of hard to live this double life, right? Because the, even the high school that I went to, even though it was a, a charter school in the east side of San Jose. Um, shout out to LCPA. Um, Latino shout out to LCPA. Shout out to all schools. Shout out to all schools. But I, I really I hold LCPA, Latino College Prep Academy, um, mm. very fondly to my heart, just because it was uh, a part of my, um, a part of my story, a part of where I had lived and spent time. Um, once I got into college, actually, was where um, I truly started to live what's known as like a double life. Um, I was hungry for God, but I was also hungry for experience. I was also very curious and allowed my curiosity itself to turn into a vice. Um, how, how did, so you said like during college you, you had your, it, to me. So here's like, where the double life comes in. I was going to say, was I was gonna say to me, it sounds kind of, it reminds me of the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like how homeboy wants to go have fun. He wants to live in the now. He wants to live for pleasure. He Absolutely. wants to live for things, instant gratification, mm-hmm. whether that be sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, mm-hmm. he's living for the now. 
do you, I mean, do, do you, like, do you feel like you were kind of living that story? You were trying to live, I mean, what, what did your life look like doing Looking back, um, I actually had never made that comparison. So, yeah, so, like, I mean, in college, I was absolutely, like, living this double life because um, I was also still involved in ministry um, at my parish with youth ministry and confirmation as a, as a youth, as a leader. Um, at that point, like as an actual like leader, I wasn't a youth leader anymore, over 18 officially. Right. And, yeah. Um, um, and I was active at, at the Newman center. And one of the, actually one of the people that has, uh, uh, always kept me, um, grounded or helped kept me grounded to my faith um, is uh, Carlos Barba? Shout out to him. Yeah, youth minister at St. Mary's. St. Mary's. Yeah, he's my he's my neighbor now. Oh, okay. parish neighbor, I guess. He's the closest parish to me. He is. Nice. He is. Nice. And so we're really excited to to get to collab now. Um, uh, yeah. I'm so how him. how did he, how did he support you? How did he encourage you? Um, through different ways. There's this one specific moment, especially when I was in like the thick of like this double life. You know, being involved with this fraternity. Um, going to parties all the time, um, barely focusing on my academics and, um, and still somehow making it to, um, eight thirty Sunday mass at the Newman center every week, every single week. I still made it to mass, even though the night before I had probably done some debaucherous things. Did mass feel any, it was a, did it feel wrong to go to mass or anything like that? Did you feel guilty at all? No, I was in a, I was in like the complete like middle of this double life where I was denying the perception to know that I was, that I was wrong. So like when you, when you were at mass, you felt fully there. And when you were at this party, you felt fully there. Yeah. Mm. I know it's wild. Did it, did it affect, did it affect your heart? Did it affect your soul? Over time it did. Okay. Over time it absolutely did. Cause, um, especially in moments where like, um, when I was exploring and everything with like, even like with relationships, the way that I would handle relationships, uh, I would explore different ways. Like I would try to be like in one particular relationship, I would try to be like the bad boy in another relationship. I would try to be like really like, I don't know, like the weenie boyfriend. That's just like always like waiting on the girlfriend hand and foot. Did you feel like you were putting on masks? All do all I wore was masks. Wow. All I wore was mask and I had plenty of them in, in some funky designs. Did too. you ever get tired of that? Yeah. And when I finally felt the tiredness of it all was when I let it go. And it was at actually um shout out to two guests ago, Clarissa. Clarissa Chichioka. Chichioko. Yeah. Love her so much. She's awesome. I met her at this retreat where I had this massive conversion of heart. The the conversion of heart. The conversion. The, the encounter. Capital T H E. What retreat was this? Please share. So this con this this retreat is called um Echo. Mm. Um Sen La Sen LA. Um it was in central Louisiana. Oh wow. And it was a retreat on the theology of the body. Theology of the Body Retreat, okay. Theology of the Body Retreat. Of course Clarissa was there. <laughs> of <laughs> course. Right. Coming full circle. Uh -huh. Part circle, right? She was episode three? No, episode two. Episode, episode two. two. Yeah, yeah, if you guys have not listened to the episode, please go back, listen to Clarissa's episode, and then come back here. <laughs> Side note, I, I think I'm like the biggest fan because I've watched, I mean, listened to all of 
everything up up until. Have you listened to all the? I've podcasts? listened to all three of them. Oh, all gosh. three. Thank you so much. Thanks, dude. Sorry, yeah, Clarissa, Clarissa. I went to this retreat. Um, which is actually where I, ha- I had also met um, a lot of other, like some, not well, I guess like a few, because um, it was about like seven, eight of us that went to this retreat. Um, that's where I had met um, Robbie Ocampo. It's where I had where I met um, Big Brother Ryan. Wow, big names. Um, I met Clarissa. Clarissa Chichioko. Yeah. Um, I had um, also met like these wonder the, these other wonderful people. Um, I met. I don't know if you guys know Mitch Narvasa. No, I don't. Do you guys remember? He he was he he used to be um, the the youth minister at um, uh, Sacred Heart Saratoga. Okay, where where Father Gary Thomas is the pastor. Mm, the Exorcist. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, I think we talked about Gary Thomas a couple if times. Father now. Gary Thomas was your boss, bro. I can't imagine that. That'd be crazy. I think that would be lit, honestly. <laughs> oh, you would be. Of course, you would love it. <laughs> I'd be into it. Um. And so um, he was actually my roommate on the retreat, and we, we bonded really well and everything. And um, the the moment that where everything really came together for me, um, you know, I, I had been learning all of the teachings of the the, uh, the theology of the body that um, is actually Brian Butler and his Dumox Ministries. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So he so there was that ministry that was putting on that retreat, and so everything that I had learned from Brian Butler, his wife, all of the ministers that are in his um, in, in this group. Um, uh, the the way that they had presented the theology of the body, um, aside from it really like being like this um, mind expanding aha moment, mm-hmm. when it came time for adoration on the penultimate day in the evening, I remember um, walking up to the chapel, walking in, and just kind of meh, still um, in my heart while being inspired in my mind. And so mentally, intellectually, I knew that my heart was lacking something. And when I um, had um, sat into the pew and knelt um, and started to pray, at some point I started to ask, I, I need answers. I don't know where I'm going. I need help. And... I wasn't hearing anything right away. And we were maybe like 30, 45 minutes in. And then all of a sudden, I just kind of, um, I put my head down and the room felt right. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I, I, I had already had put my head down in the pew. And I had already closed my eyes, but I could feel the room was bright. And I kind of, you know, like that feeling when you get like chills down your back. Imagine yeah, that yeah, yeah. going the opposite way, warmth. So you're overwhelmed with warmth. Absolutely overwhelmed with warmth, wow. with peace, with joy. And I vividly remember feeling and hearing the words, tell them about me and go show them my love. Almost like a, a call to evangelization. That's exactly what that was. And at that time, I had been really involved, or not really involved, but, like, pretty involved in music ministry at my parish, at Our Lady of Refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to them. And I thought that that's what that meant, that I needed to um, tell the masses and to show their love through music. And so I started um, asking for more, like, lead role, like, like, like lead can- like canter parts. 
for um while I was at mass like when we performed at mass or not performed but like when we sang at mass like I started wanting to participate more and um and more deeply in 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 my um scope or what I could participate in with music and yeah but like that moment was just like really the most powerful thing and I could not contain myself when I felt that warmth and felt those words um really come through within I didn't receive them in my ears I received those words in my heart and I processed them in my mind wow it sounds it sounds like I mean this this was your conversion of heart like how did this make you feel about the the double life that you were leading how did this did this change it, it needed it I absolutely recognized it and I needed it to stop mm. so I from needed, that point on you're like I needed to it. just be Diego. I, I I couldn't be. Um, you didn't need to put on the mask. I anymore. didn't. I didn't need to be OLR Diego anymore. I didn't need to be Newman Center Diego anymore. Mm. I didn't need to be Frat Boy Diego anymore. You're Diego. I just needed to be Diego. A love child of God. Yeah. Dude, <sighs> that's. I think that's such a beautiful thing because I think oftentimes we want. It's it's so tempting to put on those masks. It's so it's tempting. Just, it's really easy to. It's easy to. It's easy to like, okay, well, this it is what... It takes literally like like hardly any effort, if if any at all. Yeah, like this is what this ex- this person expects from me. This is what my youth ministry people expect from me. This is what my college friends expect from me. This is what my youth minister friends think of me. So like, it's so easy to fit that role. Yeah, and it's just... Into that. And it's also very comfortable. And I think that helps with it because having those... Having people like you, I feel like that's also a desire for people to like you. We just want to be loved. We don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. Um, But we don't need to put on these masks in order to have that. God the Father. I I saw on Twitter yesterday, Mm -hmm. Deepu said something about like, oh, what if we said more informal, God our dad? Like, he's he's like, if, if, if we truly treated him in that way, it's like... He just wants us. He doesn't yeah. like wh- you. Think about a newborn. Oh, yeah. When a, when a newborn is born, they they don't want mom and dad to put on a mask, or like mom and dad don't want this newborn to put on a mask. They just want they they love the newborn for who they yeah. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no there no mask. Oh, yeah. This is a baby. The baby is who the baby is, and that's it. And that's what God the Father sees us as. We're just his children. And we're just called to be exactly who we are. There's there's no mass. There's no fronts. There's no facades. Yeah. It's a good and word. Like, it's almost like there's a freedom in that. Mm. Like Absolutely. That's no, yeah. When you don't have to try to impress anybody anymore for that love. You don't have to earn that you love. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to earn that love. And it's just freely given to you. That's what I had realized. That It's just that I was on one freely loved but it was you know in 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 the call to that mission giving me purpose and giving me a dictionary definition of what i was meant for was what changed my heart changed my mind changed my life and do you think that you took some of that um what you learned about love and you learned about identity and you learned about self did you take that into your vocation because i know you're you're a happily married uh man i tried uh, yeah so i am happily married extremely happily married and what is your wife's name uh alex alex yeah hello alex shout out to my, I have not my met beautiful you, but what's up it's all right you'll get to meet her eventually i know <laughs> i want to meet her too <laughs> um shout out to you baby 
yeah at that at that time we were we were still dating it was pretty recent um we were probably um so that retreat was in august and we had just started dating um in may the may before that so may june july three months we were three months in okay into our um relationship so when you had that conversion did you come home and you're like i gotta tell you everything i did i explained it and she was just kind of um like okay sure at that point didn't really um uh, understand it either because even i feel like the the people that were immediately around me were also having a difficulty understanding what i had gone through yeah Mm. um because they also didn't um i I had just met them and so they didn't fully understand um or know what i had already gone through as well Mm -hmm. um and so they were just kind of like oh my gosh this guy's going through this thing i don't know how to what, what do i do yeah you know i don't know him I don't know what comforts him. I don't know what he's into. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how to help him. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I had had that moment, you know, I, I received a lot of prayers. I received support and everything. But when I came home um, and my wife knows me the best and we were, and even at that point where we had already started dating, I think that we, um, I don't know, we just kind of had this understanding of each other. And it was it really easy for me to start to um, let her in because she was accepting me um and so she was at at when we were at when we had started dating she was one of my outlets of acceptance um and so i had let her get to know me a little bit more um and so when i had come back you know her knowing me and her being um being critical the 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 way that i that um i best um, need her to be critical even though I've never asked her of that because she just she's wonderful and she just knows she was just like okay well let's um and and these words were never you know expl- you know exactly said but it was kind of like this vibe we're like okay well let's just see where where this leads let's just let's, let's just see the reality of mm-hmm. what you're talking about mm-hmm. so um and that's exactly what I needed that that pace she was my pacemaker Wow. So I received the call and I had been absolutely overwhelmed with like this peace, joy, love, purpose. And I come back and I'm telling my 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 then girlfriend at that time, you know, I I I don't I don't know what this means. I'm trying to follow it and then this is what it means to me right now. She was like, "Okay, well, let's I guess let's just see where where it leads and um we'll take it a day at a time." And then it led to me to my continuing discernment. Um, I had then reached out for spiritual um, uh, directing from um, Father Joe Kim. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, shout out Father Joe Kim. He's in Rome right now. He is in Rome studying. Yeah. Wow. Beefing his brain up. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely with the Lord. <laughs> 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 um and, um. That discernment and, and that sort of um, um, unraveling of my thoughts led to um, my vocational call to marriage. Mm. Um, so it started at the retreat and everything and learning learning the teachings of the theology of the body and going to um, that understanding of what mar- what marriage is meant for. Um, that we are meant um, in marriage to give ourselves a gift 
to acknowledge that we are receiving a gift through our through our spouse, a gift directly sent from God, that God sent this person and said, "Hey Diego, I am giving you Alex to love, to hold through sickness and in health, for richer or poorer, right? All the vows until death do you part." Are you going to make yourself that gift? She's willing to do that for you, to be all that for you. Are you going to do that for her? And at that point, I realized I'm down. Absolutely. Mm. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down with it. That's <laughs> Yeah, I'm down. All right. I, I, Jesus, I'm down. Yeah. I bet. So, um... <laughs> Long story short, in in terms of my like my marriage and vocation, um, to marriage, um, yeah, that's where that's where that led to. Um, it, it sparked conversation between my my wife and I, and, and we ended up deciding to be engaged. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so how did how did you know that you wanted to marry her? How did you know that she was the one? I I knew that she was the one at at that retreat because um through some of the discernments and and talks about like what marriage is and what it's meant for and the teachings and stuff like that, I really um decided or felt that calling to go there um that she was that that person that's awesome that she was that gift that god had gave me and so i i I then decided to try to to try to be a gift to her as well um like i said try is the key word yeah you know i'm I'm trying i'm not perfect um yeah you know so there's ups and there's downs and everything that every married person ever tells you of course um, even though I'm only two years in, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm happily married mm-hmm. with, you know, with what, you know, the, whatever struggles that, that, that come through random, you know, random yeah. arguments, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and so Diego, how did your, um, how did that retreat experience affect your, your call to, to ministry, to youth ministry in particular? Um, so yeah, so like I, um, yeah, I mean, well, what I had said before, I thought that it was supposed to be like in music ministry because of what I was involved in that of moment. Course. Yeah. Um, but as we all know, our Lord knows everything, you know, all he's, he's out, out of time and space and knows our path and yeah. whatnot. And so, mm-hmm. um, what it ended up leading into and through this youth ministry was, um, just sort of, especially, you know, going through the application process and all that I've experienced from July until today, um, through, through the position itself and what I've had to endure and prepare and like all of these responsibilities that have come onto me, yeah. it feels more like that call was actually geared towards this, towards youth ministry. How, that, how so, how so, how did that, well, how because, did that play out? What way? Um, the the words that I had felt, you know, tell them about me and show them my love. Mm. Um, you know, at that when when I had heard that, it e- more easily meant music because you know music is a universal language that that people feel, yeah. and I still believe that, and I still believe that I can tell people and tell and and show them love through music. Um, but this calling through through prayer and through preparation of just getting the calendar ready for youth ministry for the year, you know, um, actually today that you guys are listening, um, it, I, I'm, I'm throwing a, a youth ministry kickoff rally 
uh, at St. Catharines. It's probably happening as we speak, as as you as you are listening. It could oh. be yeah. at St. Catharines. Yeah, oh. Sunday the th- the October thirteenth. October thirteenth. And you know, the following week, next week, I start with um, confirmation um, sessions, classes. Mm-hmm. Will be the first one. Are you excited? I am excited. On the twentieth. That same week, I'm starting the first session for Edge. Okay, junior high. Junior high. Let's go, baby. Dude, I'm excited. Yeah, they're great. That youth um, ministry life, though. <laughs> then the following week, on the 27th, Sunday, I, I, I start the first life team. So this month is really heavy. I don't, I've been so satisfied by um, not the specific work that's been done already, but I've been satisfied with what I am doing, what it's going towards. And it all goes back to me becoming a recruiter of souls instead of being a recruiter of jobs. Mm. Um, and, and I think there's something to be said. I've, I've felt this recently. Maybe, Kev, you felt the same. But yeah. I think there's something to be said about vocation. Uh, at Santa Clara, we talked a lot about vocation mm-hmm. is the intersection of three things. It's the intersection of what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and what the world needs. It's very Jesuit ideal. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll, repeat, I'll repeat that again. So it's For the people in the back. For th- repeat it again for the people in the back. Um, it's what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and what mm-hmm. the world needs. And I think with that, I've, I've mm-hmm. found that recently in youth ministry, like, it's an amazing kind of unreal feeling to be like, I'm exactly where God wants me to be. Yep. And I think that y- your call that you heard mm-hmm. during that retreat experience was to, to go show them, to yeah. go show them your, his love, to go show them God's love. And to now, tell them about him and to show him or to show them his, his love. love. Amen. Yeah. And yeah. like what you do now, like you're answering the call. Like you are living out your vocation mm-hmm. of you. You have this charism. You have this talent for youth ministry. You're passionate about it. And it's what the world needs. Like that is vocation. Mm-hmm. And like you were living that out through your ministry. And like um, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing. And I, and I think that you, you were in our prayers, especially for your kickoff as it's, it's, Thank as you. you guys are listening to this, it's going on now. Yeah, um, and I just pray the hearts are reached. I pray that people come to know Jesus through your ministry. And know that we're praying for you. That our listeners are praying for you. It actually reminds me of the, the mantra that, uh, confirmations life teens purpose just came out with. Yeah. It's just, there's a God who loves me. He lives within me. There's a world that needs him, so he sent me to them. And Ooh, I, just, I like that. I, I mean, that. we're can not doing that confirmation can you program, it one but time I love for it. The people in the back. So there's a God who loves me. He lives within me. There's a world who needs him, so he sent me to them. If you guys tweet that out and hashtag MDD podcast, I will retweet it. Um, that is life teen purposes That's mantra. So so cool. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> That's not Kevin. Yeah. That's definitely not me. <laughs> If if this is if, if this opportunity is real and I'm actually called to it, mm-hmm. it's gonna see itself through. I agree. And I don't know, like I just I I could I cannot explain because with any other job I would have, there's no other job that I would have waited two months to hear back from. Even because um, aside from you know my background in radio and stuff like that, um, 
uh, growing up with be- being diagnosed with ADHD and everything, it was hard for me to commit to, to certain things at, for, for a certain amount of time. So um, I would learn how to do certain things and then I would pick something else up. And so that's kind of how I learned um, different art forms within graphic design, um, within music. I learned how to play different instruments just because I had reached a certain point and felt like internally I felt like I knew enough and then just moved on. Mm. Um, and so it was very strange that to me, to even my own um, way of being and living that I was waiting on this job for almost two months. And when it finally came, it was, it was that, you know, um, affirmation that like, okay, then I maybe am meant for this. The call that you felt. That call, exactly. That call. Yeah, exactly. Very cheesy, but like, it is very cheesy. God God won't put you to it unless it'll help you through it right yeah that very famous <laughs> law. exactly long line, but yeah awesome bro. and i've just been taking it one day at a time there and learning um what the process consists of like i said in the beginning um i'm very used to being you know number two my mom you know for a very long time has been number one and just because i was following around like a puppy dog um i had seen of some of the things that youth ministry um asks of you you know as far as like commitment and stuff like that but i didn't experience it firsthand and now that i am experiencing it firsthand i appreciate it more and no matter how it's definitely been the hardest job that i've ever had in my life it is absolutely challenging me but i've never felt more fulfilled in my life i bet it's totally worth it right it totally worth it and i haven't even started Sorry, really yeah, yet just beginning i've now. been preparing for the last three months and I cannot be more excited to, to start. I cannot be more excited to be in communion and, and living with the teens that I'm going to be ministering to and just all of the opportunities that I'm going to have to be able to um, give myself to God and give yeah. myself as a vessel for the Holy Spirit. My internal preparation is as as that vessel, and I'm I'm taking it one day at a time, but like, I'm so excited for those moments to give, just let the Holy spirit take over. That's awesome, brother. Well, I'm very excited. And I feel like it's, I want to thank you because hearing so much passion and so much joy in your voice kind of, it inspires me as a youth minister because sometimes (laughs) I know I've been doing this for about three years now. And sometimes I can kind of lose that that fire that passion because you'll get so much into the the phone calls the parents the the emails and all of that that you forget yeah. you know in, initially what you signed up for and the responsibility that is given to you so it's it's amazing hearing hearing so much passion in your voice um yeah. and how you're going to kick off kick off ministry well regardless of the passion just know that i am going through struggle so please pray for me of course <laughs> no continuing <laughs> continuing there, is, no, there no. is a learning curve absolutely um, to like everything but Please, our listeners, uh, continue to to pray for, pray for Diego. Please pray, pray for, for me. I'm asking for it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> as he's starting out, is is I mean, I think we all, as as youth ministers, I think we can relate to the the feeling of feeling uncertain in, in mm. when you first start off in your ministry. You're not Definitely. you're not sure if anyone's gonna show up. You're not sure if it's gonna connect. There's you're so not many sure doubts. If the youth will like you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what I was always afraid Dang, of. You I'm guys still are speaking to my heart right still now. Still afraid of that. <laughs> I had um I mean I have some students to listen to this podcast, but um hi guys. Um but I remember like our first just our kickoff this year. This is my going on my fourth year in youth ministry. And I remember like 
freshmen coming in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like the freshmen scare me the most. Like I don't know if they <laughs> like me. They don't know me yet. <laughs> yeah, dude, I get very, I get afraid of even my own leaders. Like I'm like, oh, I, I hope they all. I know, you know? our insecurities. <laughs> like they don't know me, but like I'm really scared. <laughs> um. Well, thank you, Diego. Thank you for coming through. Absolutely. Um, where can where can people find you? Where can they connect with your ministry? You as a person, um, you want to plug your Instagram. Your Maybe Twitter, if you have any create creatives, like creative accounts, anything like that. Music. Um, art. sure. I mean, um, so there's the, the there's the uh, parish youth ministry account, um, S T C A T Y M. So Saint Cat Y M. Okay. On and Instagram, give that a follow, guys. Give that a follow. Um, I mean, I guess if you guys want to follow me as well, mm-hmm. um, my my handle is actually it's Dialex I T S D I A L E X. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother episode. <laughs> why that name has has come to to existence, but it you know involves music and radio and all that stuff. So of course, um, yeah, I guess I T S D I A L E X. Okay, awesome. Else? Um. No, that's pretty much it. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty much it. I'm Very working well. on getting on Twitter and TikTok for for youth ministry purposes only. Obviously, of course. Yeah, I don't <laughs> just, just, just for youth ministry. Just for youth. It's for the job. Would <laughs> recommend Twitter. I am on TikTok. It's fun as heck. Too. Is I it? Bet. Yeah, it I've been is. watching all of them. To be so honest, funny. if if there's any of of um my future youth that are on TikTok, I am learning it. <laughs> I do not fully understand it yet. I have, um, I'm only observing for right now, but it's soon, literally your job soon, to understand yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, soon I'm going to make a St. Catherine's um, youth ministry TikTok, TikTok. Um, oh, that's and hilarious. just see what we just, I don't know, just let's just see what the spirit leads us to do. Maybe we'll, as the spirit Catholic leads, memes, you know, I think are pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week, actually, guys, um, we have a listener testimony. So I'm going to, to oh, read that that's out. That's so exciting. I'm, I'm, um, so yes, I'm going to read that out. This is, I will, I will share at the end who it is from. Yeah. Um, but yes, let's, let's share a listener testimony. So this one says, Hey friends, let me just start off by saying how moved I am by what you've been doing the last few weeks. It's helped me kind of like spiritual therapy. Honestly, I listen during my workouts mainly because I know I won't have any distractions smiley face anyways i'm just really proud to know you both personally and these podcasts have really put me in interesting mindsets that i think about every day whether i'm at sfoa or at saint mary's or just at home with my other students as you know i work a lot my schedule is hectic overwhelming congested and all of the above but i've learned to recognize the jesus moments and the daily miracles that god gracious graciously blesses me with not even kidding guys Jesus literally sends me miracles every day. He affirms me when I'm the most stressed out, and I can and I can get into that more another time, but despite my crazy schedule, I'm glad I'm still able to seek God in the midst of it all. Love you both, Leslie. Um so with that, thank you Leslie for submitting that that um testimony and, yeah, and we I hope that many shout out to Leslie listeners my, my if you want to submit a testimony yeah i'd encourage you guys the link is in our bio at our instagram um follow us on instagram our instagram is at mdd podcast um yeah thank you for tuning to our podcast um we also actually it's funny kevin doesn't even know about this oh no <laughs> what is it's it it's one of those things um we actually have a twitter it is brand new we have a twitter <laughs> I also haven't even told Jenny about this, our social media <laughs> manager. <laughs> I made it on my own. Um, it's fine. 
Um, we have a Twitter. Um, our Twitter is at MDDPod, um, M-D-D-P-O-D. That is our Twitter handle. Um, we'll be tweeting out the episodes, maybe tweeting out maybe some thoughts Kevin and I have during the week. Definitely. Um, it's at MDDPod. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at MDDPodcast. Um, that has, has, has been our podcast. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Happy you're still with us. Um... Yeah, happy you're still with us. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Um, Happy Sunday and get Get your your booty to church. Bye. Bye. You're still here? Again. It's over. Yeah, guys. (laughs) Get out of here. Bye. (laughs)